church, and some of them have been to it in 30 years. And uh, But I'm glad we got an altar. But I'm also glad I can make an altar wherever I'm at. And I'm glad I don't have to come up in front of a church sanctuary and find a spot, but it's a good spot. I thought I'd have got an amen right there. Uh, it's a good spot, and I thank God for it. And I'm glad that I was raised up to where you could come to what we call an altar. But then after I got saved, born again, got to reading my Bible, I found out that's not the only altar. I'm glad I can have me one in my car. Glad I can have one at the house. I can have one out on the yard. I can find I can get one I, I can get out there on the lake and find an altar. Simply because the veil was rent from top to bottom that allowed us to walk into that most holy place. I'm glad for the holy place where you could go, but I'm glad for that most holy place. That's not just designated now once a year. I'm glad I can get in any time I want to. And that's a blessing. So that's what we're going to do. Come on, all that can and will. Let's get around up in here together. And then if you're going to pray in your seat, do that too. Pray here, pray yonder, just pray. Get a hold of the Lord. This is a good place to be. It's a good place to be. I sure thank the Lord for it. Our Father, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, as we bow into your presence tonight, we come with thanksgiving. We come offering the sacrifice of praise. I'm so glad, God, tonight that we have something better. I'm glad I don't have to go to a man, don't have to go to the priest. God, I'm so glad I get to go to the King. And I'm glad that I get to come just an old wretched man. Even at my best, I'm still a man, still a failure. But I'm glad I know one that never has failed, never will fail. It's impossible for you to fail. And God, you've never made a mistake, and you're sure not going to start with us. God, we come today to ask you to help us in the meeting tonight. Stare into our soul. I'm so glad, God, that we have a spirit. And God, you told us not to be drunk with wine wherein it's excess, but be filled with the spirit. And God, we ask you to fill us and endue us with the power from on high. Forgive us where we failed you and come short of your glory. Our God, we are needy people, and we have great needs. But we've got a great God that can handle our great needs. Our God, I pray for the Jimmy Justice family as they sing for us tonight. Anoint them, give them the power, let them have the liberty and the Holy Ghost to sing. I pray for Miss Robin, pray God you touch her, anoint her, give her that power. I pray for the man of God as he stands to preach tonight. God, I pray and ask you, God, to illuminate his mind, loose his tongue. Give him just exactly the words that we need to hear. And Heavenly Father, help us, God, as we learn from the Word of God. 
And I want to publicly, as I have privately, I want to thank you again for bringing me out. And I worship you tonight, God, because you reached down one day and I was lost and I was undone. And you brought me out. Brought me up out of that horrible pit. God, when it seemed like everybody else a lot had, Lord, had give up on me, I'm glad you didn't. And I ask you tonight, God, if there's a stranger to the grace of God that's here tonight, I beg you, God, to convict them by the Spirit of God. Draw them unto yourself. I pray now, God, you lead us and guide us and direct us. Every burden that's on our heart. God, I pray, God, it would be relieved tonight. I pray, God, for everybody that's facing circumstances that's life-changing in this building tonight. I pray, God, your grace be sufficient. Lord, I got the word of God that has assured us of that. Asking now, God, to lead us and guide us and direct us. God, we're yours. And God, we're clay. You're the potter. Mold us. Fix us up tonight. And then, God, we ask you to receive our worship tonight. Let it be in spirit and in truth, which is the only way we can worship. The true worshipers shall worship. And God, if there's any worship tonight, it'll be because we're true worshipers. And God, we want to do that. Spirit and in truth. Not just spirit and not just truth, but spirit and truth. God, help us tonight. God, draw the saints closer to you. If there's any pride, any arrogance, God, if there's any uh, jealousy, envy, or strife that is in the building tonight, please remove it. Heavenly Father, there be nothing stands between us and you that will not do anything to hinder the Spirit and the power of God. Help us now, dear Lord, tonight. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for his sake we humbly do pray. Amen. 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 So good to have everybody. Let's stand together, get your hymn book, turn to page 139. 139. Amen. God for Calvary, amen.
page 248. Just over in glory. If you've been to Calvary, <laughs> glory lands on all things. Amen. <laughs> well, glory, I'm looking for it. It's good to have everybody with us tonight. Good to have Brother Dreer from the Rehoboth Baptist Church passing over there. Good to have him and his family. Good to have Brother uh, Gravely with us tonight. It's always a blessing to see Brother Gravely, and I appreciate him. What an encouragement and an influence that over these last nine and a half years that he has been in my life and didn't even realize it. 
But I like to see folks that just don't have no quit in them and I just got a mind made up to keep on going with Jesus. And it sure pays off in the end. Amen. I like that song that there will be a payday someday. He ain't got to give me nothing. Just let me walk with him. And, uh, and that's what's wonderful. But we're glad to have you wherever you're from tonight. It's just a blessing to have everybody. Glad to have my, my folk here tonight. Amen. The Jimmy Justice family. These are my people. And uh, amen. We just, uh, um, just appreciate them so very much. And so let's come on to Jimmy Justice family. I want y'all to come on and mind God and just obey the Lord. And, and, uh, and I appreciate them. I love these people. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be back here at Lighthouse. I feel like I'm at home. And uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try to lie, y'all. I'm messed tonight. I'm just going to be real. Is that all right? He's here. He's here. This song never gets old to me. We ain't changed the reason we're singing. But if you'll listen to these words, you'll know why.
question if it's all been just a show. But the reason that I'm singing, I want the world to know. I sing because there is an empty grave. I sing because there is a power to save. I sing because His grace is real to me. Never gets old. No. Never no. gets old. We're going to be so glad we lived for Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad I do now. But I want you to know when that book is open wide and our name is found inside, then we'll be glad we've lived for him. Hey.
Curse the Lord and I, he said, no, I'll not turn my back on him now. Made for good or bad, he's been the best friend I ever had. And I'll not turn my back on him now. I'll not turn my back on him now. He's given to me everything I have. He gave me my first breath. I'll give him my last. I'll not turn my back on him now. There they go, old Joe's possessions. Everything old Joe held precious, but Joe says less the name. Sing Born Again. So this is a song on the new record. How many of you are glad to be born again tonight? Amen. Born again and free from sin. Amen. A flat.
sing I'm headed home D flat sing my heart I sing shout cross the river Jordan from this old world no more to roam I soon shall see my friends and loved ones oh praise the Lord oh praise the Lord I'm headed home I'm headed home I'm headed home I'm headed home, I'm headed home. to be 
want you to sing, I mean to go through D. Amen. One day I was walking down sin's lonesome road. My life was all back me up on this. The Lord wanted me to sing it. I call this my anthem. It's in F.
If you had known me then the way I was before, then you'd understand why I can't hold back the tears. You see, my life is so different since I gave it to the Lord and I want to give him glory while I'm here I stand before you knowing that it's only by his grace that I am just what I am today. I'm a trophy of grace, a display of His love. I'm part of the results from the old rugged cross that was stained with His precious blood though I'll never understand why he died in my place just look at me today because I can say I'm a trophy of grace know there is no way that I can repay his love and the mercy he's shown is more than life to me there's nothing I can do or say that would be enough to pay the debt of sin he paid for me my life's a testimony of his mercy love and grace and one day I'm gonna thank him face to face. I'm a trophy of grace, a display of his love. I'm part of the results from the old rugged cross that was stained with his precious blood. Though I'll never understand why he died in my place, just look at me today because I can say I'm a trophy of grace. Just look at me today because I can say trophy of grace. 
I'm in a dangerous spot in my life right now, my age. I'm getting old, and I just don't care no more. I'm just going to shout and enjoy the Lord, praise him. I'm, a, I'm in a dangerous place in my life right now. I'm not looking for no meetings. Matter of fact, I got some I'd like to get out of. Amen. I thank God. Boy, they blessed our heart, the Jimmy Justice family. Hey, I love these folks. I told you they're, they're my people. Matter of fact, I book them in other churches. I do. I booked them for I booked them for homecoming for Joe. Joe said, I'm having a homecoming. I said, I'll get you some singers. I did. I called him about 1130. I don't know if me and him sleep much at night. It don't matter what time if he's got something to say. <laughs> and I'll do him the same way about 1230 one night or 1130, somewhere around there. I said, I got you booked over in Kentucky for homecoming. <laughs> Amen. And I called Joe. I said, I got them ready for you. Put them together. Miss Robin, where you at, Miss Robin? It's so foggy in here. I don't even know where if I'm. Uh, there she is. Come here, Miss Robin. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad there's no competition in the real family of God? Ain't nobody trying to outdo nobody. We're just all trying to exalt the Lord.
somewhere inside he'll find it's for nothing oh his work is in vain without the cross there's no happy ending There's no happy ending, no hope to travel home. There's a trail of blood, <laughs> straight and narrow, it's the road that leads us home. For my sins, and he rose again, and he's coming to claim his own. I may not know much by this world standard, but I know enough to get home. stumble but he did say <laughs> he'd be there if I fall and he didn't tell me he'd grant my wants and wishes but he did say He'd hear me when I call. Yes, amen. Amen. Promises. Yes, 
Weather is just right for preaching. Come on, Brother Dean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Everybody that loves the Lord, say amen. Church, church was God's idea. And it was a good idea. Last week we looked at praise. Mentioned only twice in Genesis. Both times with Judah. This week we're looking at worship. Bringing Eliezer in for a moment. I'm going to be preaching out of Hebrews chapter 11. But I will comment before I read that text and preach on worship as old Jacob. I went and looked further today. This is fresh bread out of the oven. I've given all of my outlines to some some of our secretarial staff up in Spartanburg and they're putting all my outlines that I want to carry to meetings in a format for me and I would have done this anyway but I don't have any material with me uh, <coughs> other than the Bible <laughs> what do you think about that And uh, I don't have 
any material other than the Bible. Just chicken scratch where I've had thoughts, but the Word of God. And so last night we saw the first three mentions of worship. Uh, a few times in Exodus and Deuteronomy, but the first three men to worship. Genesis 22, don't turn there. Abraham in Genesis 22. Tell them we're going to be a couple of hours. <laughs> and we'll see them at Waffle House. Long about third shift. Abraham in Genesis 22, the first mention of worship. And that was the man who was brought out. And then there was Moses in Exodus 24. Stood on the Mount Sinai, whereas Abraham stood on Mount Moriah and a lad was given. Moses stood on top of Mount Sinai and the law was given. And the word worship, told him to worship. Moses is the man who was brought through 40 years in the wilderness. Can I get a witness? Then the next time you find worship, one of the main men, and next time you find it with a man's Joshua. Chapter 5. Took his shoes off. That captain of the host of the Lord standing there. He's looking at Jericho. That's the man who was brought over. Oh, y'all ain't helping me. Have you been brought out? Have you been brought through? Oh, I like, uh, the last time I heard the Jimmy Justice, there were 15 of them up here. I got a feeling y'all vary in number from night to night. You go from everything from a trio to a quintex tuplet. <laughs> Anywhere from three to 15, am I right? That's awesome. And I love that old Squire Parsons song. My older sister had all his records when we were teenagers. He was new on the scene. He wrote Beulah Land. He wrote The Most Beautiful Rose Was Broken That Day. He wrote uh, He Came to Me When I Could Not Come to Where He Was. He Came to Me. I heard Dr. B.R. Lakin, the great old silver-tongued orator, one of the few, one of the eloquent men, listened to him preach today, and he said the devil came and took a woman without a man. Messed it up, so God came and took a woman without a man <laughs> and fixed it up. <laughs> and I, I love that uh, old Squire Parson that y'all sang. You opened up with it tonight. And, my, and, and it ain't the deepest song. It ain't the shallowest song. It's a, it's a good song. 
And I love that second verse because I've been in the ministry my whole life with mom and dad, several generations. All my brothers are preachers. Both my sisters are in full-time ministry. I was two when daddy heard the Macedonian call. And this is my 40th year preaching. And I'm not boasting about that. And, that, and that's not much. I was 13 when I preached the first time. And so I was 21 when I started pastoring Brother Gravely. Now, now Brother Gravely's an old soldier that's been in it a long time. But I've been in this thing my whole life. And that one line, I've watched him do it for others. But there's sometimes that we Levites who are called to live at the tabernacle and serve at the tabernacle and we live around the altar and around the offerings and it's blood all the time everywhere. It's burdens and it's blood. But there are times when, Lord, what you're doing for everybody else. I need you to do it for me. Has he ever brought you through? Moses was a man that was brought through. Started as a baby, he was brought through the Nile River that day. Oh. And uh, Joshua was a man that was brought over. You ought to thank God if you've ever been brought over into the promised land. So I went back today, Brother Kentucky, oh ye of the wavy hair. He's got it, don't he? Any way you approach that man, his hair is waving at you. Back, front, side, middle ways. I typed in worship. And worshiping. Make sure I get it all. And the O-L-E-Ezer wanted to get in. In Genesis 24. I'm going to need a little religious help. I know y'all are mostly Caucasian and you suffer from your whiteness. (laughs) Brother Frankie can help us a little there. (laughs) Rest of you just pitifully white as you can be. White man can't jump, can't dance. Can't praise God even when he wants to. Some will need a little granny floppy hat, maybe a set of soul drums or an organ to back me up here. But Eliezer, y'all remember Genesis 24? When This is where you need to act religious. When the father sent the servant to find a bride, for his son. And it's in there three times, my brother. He worshipped, worshipped, worshipped. Past tense, three times. Uh. And you know what he was worshipping about, Brother Joe? He stopped them cam- them ten camels, and this was the one. He'd prayed that morning, Lord, lead me to her. We're going to take these camels over here. We're going to wait at a well. I'm feeling dangerous tonight like our friend over here. There was a woman at the well. There was a woman at the well. 
And uh, it's where Isaac got Rebekah at the well. It's where Jacob got Rachel at the well. Well. And here she came and God answered his prayer and the bride was provided for the son. And he stopped and he said, he worshiped. And he said, I, being in the way, the Lord brought me to. So young preachers, you ain't got to write sermons. You just got to find them. They don't need to come out of your head. They need to come out of the scriptures. They don't even need to come out of your heart. They need to come out of God's heart, which is in that book. And so I found the fourth worshiping man. And if Abraham had worship in his life because he was a man that was brought out, Moses had worship in his life because he was a man that was brought through, Joshua was a man that was brought over, Eliezer was thanking God he was a man that was brought to. I wish y'all was with me next week because that's where all this is going to get developed. It's brand new this week. He's brought me out. He brought me through. He brought me over. And he's brought me to most precious things. Isn't that good? Wanted to give you that. Hallelujah. Y'all in Hebrews and the 11th chapter will preach our message on worship tonight. Need to comment on something before my time gets away. Brother Tony Finney will be here Thursday and Friday, one of the greatest men of God in South Carolina. Uh, wanted to comment very quickly because it's so true. In your Bible, we have worship and praise. And this modern-day contemporary outfit, don't tell me that you're okay with just different tastes and different alternates and different genres, I ain't buying it. They stuff it's out of hell and they stuff it's out of heaven. You're mostly white-haired saints in here and you might not even know what your gener this generation's facing. But don't tell me that it's just alternate taste and everything's okay. Nope, they sewage and then there's clear water. And you take a drop of sewage and put it in a clear water bottle. I don't care if it's just 1% sewage. I ain't drinking it. I need a little help. I don't care if it says Coke on the bottle and a drop of sewage in the Coke. I don't care if the words are right. If there's poison in it, I don't care what the words are. Well, the words are right. Trojan horse, contemporary music, and our independent Baptist 
folk who are letting the Trojan horse, they're putting a couple of eye drops of sewage in their choirs and in their youth conferences. Why would you be a Trojan horse for the enemy? I'm speaking of things to where I have spoken face to face with everyone involved that I can think of and told them much more than I'll tell you. You know, one of the words I found with worship in Exodus and Leviticus, he said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, him only, for he is a jealous God. He said his name was Jealousy. Names jealousy. Envy would be a sin. Jealousy, not necessarily so. Envy's never cast in a good light. Envy is wanting what you have. Jealousy is when you're trying to take what I have. You shouldn't envy another man's wife, but you should be jealous over yours. Are y'all processing or are we okay? Are we in agreement? Study your Bible. Envy is always a sin, but God is a jealous God and he has no sin. I don't need what you got. I need what he has. And if I wasn't jealous over Jennifer, I'm a sorry husband. I need a little help. Well, how y'all doing? Hallelujah. Worship is in your Bible first and then praise. And all these P&W teams. I'm sorry, when I find the word team in the New Testament it's when I start using it. When I find small cell clusters, Thursday night, Thursday night, small cell groups all over town. The only time I seen small cells cluster was with terrorist or cancer. I need a little help in here. Oh, our team leaders and our co-elders and the small cell groups will be clustering. What are, are you terrorist or are you cancer? And all the leadership seminars for the young preachers and the young people. Leadership seminar. Leadership seminar. Huh. Huh. Glad I got a Bible. Look it up, look it up, look it up. When Paul was teaching Timothy and Titus, you only find the word lead when he was teaching his preacher boys how to be shepherds and pastors and bishops and preachers. The word lead is in there only one time. And it was wicked men leading captive silly women laden with lust creeping into houses. I need a little help. Only leading in there was when they were leading women into houses. That wasn't their house. That Bible messes up a lot of modern day clever 
social media ideas. There ain't never been a clever idea on social media that ever brought the power of God. I wish y'all was as mad about it as I was. We'd have a lot, we'd have a better service, y'all are, y'all are just slightly temperature rising, but oh my. Thank God for the old time way. I love the Jimmy Justice singers, whether there's three or 15. <laughs> and I'm going to start keeping a count on y'all every time I hear you. Well, there was nine tonight, 15 tonight, four and one. Hallelujah. Thank God for the A.G. family last week, the Rogers family last night. Church music. Church music. Y'all all right? Worship comes in Genesis 22. You don't have praise in your Bible until seven chapters later. If <laughs> Worship and praise. You'll study the two contexts and then chase the pattern out throughout the rest of the scriptures. Worship is private and internal takes place on the worst day of your life and only God will see you worship such a way. It's the day you got a knife over your son and fire under him because God said. It's the day that Job has ten tombstones behind And mama says, let's curse God and die. But daddy said, he's been good to us before. He's being God to us now. We're going to bless the name of the Lord. And Job did worship. Worship. And there is such a thing as corporate worship. You see it in the scriptures. But if you ain't had closet worship, you, you won't enjoy your corporate worship. Praise is the opposite. Praise is external. It's public. And it takes place on the good days of your life. When you go down to the congregation to pay your vows and you say, we've been in the valley, but we're out now. How y'all doing? My granny Bell prayed several boys through a World War II. And when she, when they all came home in North Georgia, she went to the fall revival with her white apron and her white dress. And she took a bell to represent the Bell family. And she, <laughs> she rung the bell around the tent for an iron shouted all over the tent that God answered her prayers down behind the barn and brought her boys home. It was public, it was external, and it was on a good day. Worship's private, it's internal, and it's on a God day. When you don't understand what he's doing, because he's up there and you're down here. But on them praise days, he, you're up down here, and he's down here with you. 
And you can always hear somebody trying to praise God that never had a worship day. It's sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. It clatters and it clangs and it irritates the nerves of the spiritual body of Christ. And people look before they can help it. What's wrong with that nut? Huh? Did you ever notice the church says amen at the same time? Who told 10,000 birds to all swoop and sway this way and that way in the beginning of the fall? Who told them all at one time, we're going here and we're going there and we're going there? Who told that school of fish, I seen them on Nemo, who told that school of fish down there to go this way and that way and all at the same time? Who told the church, where, where did that amen come welling up out of the soul of the heart of the body? All at one time, the church said, amen. Who told each other to say it at the same time? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go to a church that doesn't believe in praising God. And I wouldn't want to go to a church where there wasn't any real Christians who had paid the high price and had a worship. They've had the closet worship, so when it's time for corporate worship, they can enter in. I'm having the time of my eternal life in this meeting. You don't know one reason? Because y'all's preacher loves the Bible. He doesn't love himself, he loves the Bible. He doesn't love his name, he loves his name. He loves the flock, and, y'all, and then y'all love the Bible. You ain't never going to have a bunch of good singing go really good where people don't love the Bible. If you love singing, don't love the Bible, you're carnal, and you probably listen to country music too. Then I mean, when they're playing George Jones at Walmart, I do walk real slow. <laughs> I shop for things I don't even need, you know. Did he stopped loving her today. I never met the woman. I never loved her again. I just absolutely, I was with George. Randy Travis's grandpa walked on water, and so did my Savior. <laughs> So, I mean, I ain't telling you, my flesh ain't immune. But I can't listen to it because it grieves the Holy Spirit. It's about drinking and adultery. Y'all wondering why you got this American depression? You're, you're watching news and not reading your Bible. You're listening to country music and not singing holy music. I need a little help. Many of you putting, and I'm not being a smart aleck here, you're putting stuff in your system that's messing with your actual, actual body. I'm wondering why. Worship and praise. In Genesis 22, Isaac, a son, was going to be buried. And in Genesis 29, with Judah, a son was born. In Genesis 22, a lamb died. With worship, but in Genesis 29 with praise, a lion roared. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And when there's praise in the house, there'll be a lion roaring. A little bit of that roar tonight. Why did the young preacher run? Because y'all was too tired to. (laughs) I know you wanted to. 
Okay, why did the young preacher? Because there's a roar in him and he couldn't help it. The lion was roaring tonight, but the lion was roaring because some saints were singing and, and they stood true a day when a lamb was dying. <laughs> you, can't, you can't offer up a son to be buried without God showing up later and then he gives you a son to be born. Y'all doing all right? Hallelujah. Worship and praise. Bless the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Y'all in Hebrews? Okay. I got my little gold pocket watch, just a reminder, to not let you out early. It's my reminder. I wouldn't want to cheat God's people that came to church. That's my reminder to keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm honoring. I need to behave. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Robin, God bless you. That's my little sister. I'm not going to embarrass you, Sister Robin. Which means I'm fixing to embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass her. But I called her when her daddy died. Just a few months ago. She left all alone. And spoke to her that night. When her daddy died. Spoke to her about 11 o'clock that night. You remember. She had a shouting spell on the phone because she'd got the witness. And it wasn't a little generic story she told me. It was a real, genuine, God had everybody in the room. And the Lord opened this thing up. And she witnessed to a doctor that was an unbeliever and several nurses and several I'm not trying to embarrass her, but she took a shouting spell on the phone. Why she said, how could your daddy die that day and leave you the last person there in an empty house and you shouting that night? Yeah. This might be too personal, Robin. I don't want to make you self-conscious. I don't reckon it will. You know, we've been together a couple of decades in church. And I always sit on the front or the side where they have me. When your sister died, you started holding a scepter. You did this. I ain't never told you this. You didn't do that before. You started doing this. And I've been watching it, and I ain't never told you this, but I've told several preachers in several meetings. That's one of the Lord's princesses, the queen. She's holding the scepter. But the finger's brand new. You buried your mom, and you sang by yourself. That finger you're doing every time when it gets her, that's brand new. That's brand new. 
And I think because there's just one of you. But I think you're pointing home. You're pointing to the rest of them. That's brand new since you've been singing by yourself. I hope that don't make you self-conscious. I pray the Lord don't ever let you think about it again. But <laughs> you held that scepter and your sister was gone. And your mama's gone. You, you been, that's brand new. You ain't never done that. <laughs> Amen. Ain't nothing like being in the Lord's presence. Somehow, y'all, this is so sacred. And I wouldn't have shared that in a large crowd, and I wouldn't have shared that in a carnal church. That's holy business. What I just said to her is holy, holy, holy. And if we wasn't in a holy meeting with a holy assembly, you don't cast your pearls before swine. Somehow, we're in the throne room of the king of eternity. And yet, somehow, it's our father's living room. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I alternate between both. Just laying on the couch and saying, Dad. And then falling at my feet with crowns, king. Really, whatever you need. When a sinner comes in, they can say, Savior. (laughs) 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 Ain't we having a time with worship? Praise last week. Okay. I'll try to just make it a half hour from this point now. Y'all all right? Hebrews 11. I think that was about a, I don't know, maybe a 20-minute, 15-minute thing. I'll try to make this just 30. Hebrews 11. Verse 21. Lord, lay this on my heart today. had to go. Refresh it. <laughs> Hebrews eleven twenty one. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Take just a moment and talk to y'all about how to worship while you're dying. (laughs) Old evangelist told me you're going to die like you live. He said your dying is going to match, it's going to reflect exactly your living. Some of you live mean and cantankerous, you're going to have a mean, cantankerous death. Some of you have been hard and bitter and ugly, you're going to have a hard, bitter, ugly death. 
I ain't talking about the manner in which you die, a car wreck or cancer, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about how your dying days are going to be. <clears throat> Some of you have been faithful and true. And when you get to the end, he's going to be faithful and true. <clears throat> You're going to die like you live. Young preachers usually try to make everybody live right, and then they have to give up on that when they realize most people ain't going to. <clears throat> you ain't never going to get nobody to living right if they ain't loving right. But if their loving is right, their living will be right, and then their leaving will be right. Mm, here it comes. <clears throat> How to worship while dying. It said, by faith, Jacob. When is it dying? That he worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. And so I submit unto you tonight that Jacob worshiped while he's a dying because he had something to lean on. I'd like to tell you it'd be good to have something to lean on when you come to the end of the way. Oh, wait, I'm feeling just too good. Mm. Mm. Ah. I got too much good scripture in my heart. Came around the corner in Albania, Eastern Europe. Going to preach in September. We got five churches now in Albania. Got two or three young men going, Sam Hull and Joseph Ryburn. Young red-headed boy named Nathan. We got... We got four mission, five missionary families there, four, five. World Harvest Baptist Missions. I'll be going next month to preach. <clears throat> Albania, you've never heard of it. They're little. They're just little in the middle of the crossroads. And uh, it was old Macedonia. It's reportedly where reliable story, reliable narratives of covenants where Titus was killed. Old Macedonia. There's a little Roman Colosseum. They had them out little Roman stadiums all over the place where they stoned Titus. Remember he, he was sent over there to that tough part of the world. And uh, first time I carried a group of preachers over there in 2007, 2008, we went down into that Colosseum and a hunt a thousand years of Muslims and a hundred years of hardcore communists and no gospel's been there for centuries when Ronald Reagan Soviet Union collapsed and uh, all Putin's trying to do is restore Mother Russia to her pre-Soviet pre-communist, pre-Stalin, pre-atheist condition. Not that they were ever righteous. Not that he's a godly man. But that's what's going on. Take me to Waffle House and I'll tell you more. You buy the chili. Second bowl gives you the whole scoop. We went down in there and read the book of Titus in honor of Titus. Right there where he is. I love going over there to the Bible lands. It's not far from the Holy Land. 
Paul went as far, Romans 15, unto Illyricum. And that's Illyria. Our interpreter, old song leader, his name's Illyria. It's the name of that society. And I love Brother Gravely, the olive groves and the sheep flocks. They're thousands of years old. There's an old olive tree over there, 2,500 years old, 500 years before Christ. And them olive groves. And boy, you talk about having a prayer meeting, get down in there and pray under an old olive tree. When they come in there with long switches, 15 foot, and they beat the trees and put uh, sheets under it and catch the olives, take it down to the press. But it's coming around a curve one day, and our driver stopped, a bunch of Baptist preachers in the van, telling them poor, former communists shut off from the rest of the world, telling them about Jesus. Come around a corner, and our driver, Pastor Rollins, stopped, instantly teared up. We were way back in the wilderness. Up the road, a flock, one of the largest flock I've ever seen there, about 500 sheep, were coming up. I'm going to need a little help here. I know y'all are white and uh, for the most part, but I need a little help. They were coming up out of a deep valley as the sun was setting. We found out later we're going to the father's house where they went once a year. And at the end of the day, the shepherd was standing in the middle of the road helping the sheep make the crossing up to the high hill. It hit Pastor Rollins, Brother Dreer. It hit him in four seconds. I said, why are you crying? You get dust in your eye or something? Rust, an old rusty vehicle was in. He said, he said, the shepherd. The shepherd standing at the crossing. I said, they sure was. I was looking for a Diet Coke. You're looking at other things. That oh, we went down there and we ended up talking to him. The father lived on top of the hill. Once a year, his five sons would bring the five flocks and bring them all up, and they had to come up out of that valley where they'd been all year. And they were making the crossing. And that shepherd stood in the middle. I could preach an hour on that business, and I have before. Oh, I we stood there and cried. I kept my eye on one little black sheep. We got all these recordings, and Things that we said and saw is all on recording and not making none of it up. I kept my eye on one little black sheep. And would you know that at the final crossing, one mama, one old mama, uh, got across with a little lamb. And the little black sheep, a little one, was the last one. <laughs> and the shepherd had to reach and scoop it up in his arms and carry it over. <laughs> one of these days are going to be one last little sinner. The other dispensation ended with a thief being brought in and carried into paradise right at the very end. Oh, Lord, we got to shout, and that old shepherd stood in the middle until they all made the crossing. Hey, 
amen. He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. I got blessed. We stood. We parked, stood for 20 minutes, and went down and talked to the shepherds. And, uh, oh, I don't, I don't want to get into all of it. I need to show you some scripture. But all the sheep that would gather up behind us, we couldn't hear each other talk. They'd come around behind us and stand right up behind us on a high little knoll. And they would all lean over and holler at the ones coming up out of the valley. <laughs> if you ever heard 250 sheep hollering at 100, that. Nah, nah, nah. 250 of them, it was deafening. They, and them in the valley climbing up, they'd answer, nah, I'm coming. <laughs> Struggling right now. Be there in a little bit. Nah, keep coming. We're all over here. Come on the other side. Don't quit. Keep traveling this way. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I got blessed watching the little sheep dogs. The shepherd had servants. The shepherd had help. <laughs> watching them little sheep dogs round them up and get the little ones. And, you know, one of them didn't have no sense, and the little dog would go get it. And, and some lagging behind, and some wanting to go over there and eat something, and we're trying to make the crossing. And I looked at them little sheep dog, and I saw every servant that I ever had in the church. I saw Johnny Soulsby, and I saw, amen, Debbie Everton, and I saw every deacon my dad ever had, and I saw Mrs. Beeman, my little Sunday school teacher, and I saw Mrs. Perkins, my little Sunday school teacher. I seen every Sunday school teacher, every church, Mrs. Dumald in the nursery, Mrs. Williams with a bag of candy. I seen, amen, every little servant of the church running down there helping get the sheep on the other side. Hallelujah. We're going to make the crossing one of these days. I need to show y'all this verse. Y'all want to see it? Tell you how you can worship while he's a dying. He had something to lean on while he's dying. By faith. Underline the word faith. By faith. Jacob. I'm going to tell you how he could worship because he had a word to lean on. We're not charismatics or Pentecostals. They're not necessarily the enemy. They're not, and a lot of them are saved. But we don't, want, don't go on visions and feelings. Neither do we go on unscriptural doctrine. We go on the Word of God. So then faith... If you're ever going to have faith, it's got to come. How does it come? Faith cometh by. Now, what did you hear? Did you hear Granny? Did you hear a, a, a vision from a televangelist? What did you hear? Did you hear a song that fluttered your flitter? What did you hear? And hearing by the. Oh, yes. I'm going to tell you how he could worship while he said, I He had faith. He believed what he had heard. There was a word in his life. That night he took that stone for a pillow and a staff is the only possession in the world and he headed out and a ladder opened up that night connected two worlds. And the Lord stood on top of that ladder and repeated the Abrahamic covenant to him. 
y'all ain't helping me. I mean, the feller had been a rascal and a runaway. And God just showed up in the middle of that and, and repeated his covenant. Turns out all your mess don't change his promise. What about that? Your salvation ain't depending on your performance. It's depending on his. How about that? Your salvation ain't dependent on what you promised to God, but what God promised to you. A rascal to his daddy and, a, and had to run off from home for his brother to kill him and him and his mama both making a mess of that birthright business. God had done promise to give him the blessing. Why are y'all trying to finagle things to get a blessing that he's already promised? How about just wait on it? So that night with a stone for a pillow and a staff in his hand, he laid down and a ladder opened up, angels going up and down, ascending and descending, and the Lord stood on the top of it and said, well, you messed this up. I'm going to somebody else and start over. No, he didn't even reference nothing. He just said to him what he'd said to Abraham. Blessing, I bless thee, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and your God, boy. And I will do what I'm going to bring Jesus in this world. He had a word. Before he was born, there was a word. I'm fixing to help a generation on social media with all their Calvinist friends. Calvinists loved to go to Malachi and Romans 9. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. And they love to say, see there? Yeah. Got news for you. Romans 9 is not teaching individual salvation doctrine. It's teaching national Israel business. When he said about Moses and Pharaoh, one a vessel to wrath, one a vessel to mercy, he wasn't teaching you how to get saved. Would somebody please read the Bible? Romans 3 and Romans 4 and Romans 5 is where you learn how to get saved. Not Romans 9, 10, and 11. Romans 9, 10, and 11 is talking about the nation of Israel and the second coming. You want to know how to get saved, you don't go read what he's doing with the nations. You go to Romans 3, 4, and 5 and read how God will save any sinner that will come to it. Dear loving time. Well, you're going to explain Jacob and Esau? Mm-hmm, the Lord done did. Twin. And they struggled within her. Genesis 26. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? These are blessed children of the Lord. Why are they struggling? And the Lord said, two nations are in thy womb. It was national business right from the beginning. Y'all yeah. inserted that other stuff, two individuals are in there, and God's going to elect one to hell and one to heaven. You made all that up. Two nations are in thy womb, and I'm going to lay my hand on the second one because it always blesses the second birth.
Cain, Abel. Ishmael, Isaac. Esau, Jacob. First Adam, second Adam. You been saved? Old you, new you. And then they got out there and nobody made Esau sell his birthright. Hebrews next chapter 12 said Esau was a profane person and a fornicator. And it didn't say God elected him to hell and made him sell his birthright. It said he sold it for a bowl of flesh. And before Pharaoh ever hardened, before God ever hardened Pharaoh's heart, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And the Lord said, I knew he would. Y'all quit putting stuff in the Bible that ain't in there. Two nations. Oh, this boy had a word to lean on. Enough of that. Just let's say, thank God you and I have a word to lean on. And when we get to the end of the way, it's going to be his word that promised us salvation. By faith, Jacob, when he is a dying. Number two, underline the word dying. Not only did he had a word to lean on, he had another world to lean on. When he was a dying, it always takes death to change worlds. That Red Sea was a baptism. God killed Pharaoh and his army. I, I, boy, I don't need to wait off in the deep water. We've done been here a little while. Baptism in your body. It's always a picture of the, I want y'all to finish this for me, the death, burial, resurrection. Baptism's a death, always is. God cleaned up Noah's world by baptizing. First Peter 3 and 4 called Noah's flood a baptism. Y'all ain't helping me. The Red Sea Cross in Corinthians 10, it was called a baptism. Jesus went down in there into the death waters, the liquid grave. It's a baptism. The picture is death, burial, and resurrection. Jacob, he done laid up there on that stone and holding that staff, sleeping, and seen that Jacob's ladder. The angels ascending, descending, God speaking to him from heaven. The end of John 1, Jesus said, here actually see the angels... Ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus is Jacob's ladder. He interpreted that in John, the last verse of John 1. Jesus said, I am. Didn't use that phrase, but you go look at it. He was the ladder. What about God done showed Jacob the other side about the time his story really got started? I'm glad I've seen the other side. Paul got caught up to it, didn't he? Oh, he had a world, another world to lean on. My grandmother that was married to the drunk before they divorced. My grandmother, I told a little bit about it last night, godly woman. She was old school, just old-fashioned. She never would marry again. Had some Cherokee Indian in her. We've been trying to get that check a long time, but <laughs> I'm against all these sorry people getting welfare, but if anybody, you know, if I qualify for anything, please send it to me. 
And if we can get any more from them, I'm tired of giving it to all the communists. Give Americans some of our own money. Anyway, leave me alone. I, I look at Brother Joe and get fired up about all kinds of stuff. My grandmother is a beautiful, a godly lady. Bill Monroe proposed to my grandmother of the Bill Monroe, Lester Platt, Earl Scruggs, all that stuff I was preaching against a while ago. <laughs> she said, no. She said, uh, Jesus will be enough. Stay in her little house. Worked a little dress shop. The sheriff come down there. Had a big house on the hill. His wife had died. He come down and proposed to my grandmother. She said, uh, no, Jesus is enough. All of her sons and most of her grandsons made preachers. She used to have to sleep in the woods. Some of them weekends, the drunks would be so bad down there, the monsters. She'd take the car and park it down at the creek and with my dad and his brother and two sisters. And on Sunday morning, she'd wash them in the creek and put their church clothes on them under the trees and tell them, now act like we come from the house. Act like we come from the house. And walk up to the church. She knew the Holy Ghost. She'd say, that preacher's a nice man. I don't think he knows the Lord. <laughs> She'd say, well, them singers were good. I don't think they know God. But when they did, she said, oh, I've heard more talent, but I ain't never seen more Jesus. He was here today. Opened up my little P.O. box at the Bible College, a little preacher boy. There'd be a little check from godly grandma. <laughs> a little prayer. She got down to dying, got down to making the crossing. They put her in the pool house, made a nice little apartment for her behind Mitch, my cousin's house. They made her a little apartment, put a baby monitor in there. They could hear she had lost her mind. And all she ever did was put on dresses and coats. She put on three dresses at one time, two coats. Mitch or his wife would go out there and, Grandma, what you doing? I'm, I'm getting ready to go to church. Yes. That's all she did was get ready to go to church. She dressed for church the last two years of her life. Where are you going, Grandma? I'm getting ready for the meeting. We're going to church. Shortly before she died, she got out. Mitch heard the baby monitor and heard her. He went outside. It was 2 in the morning. And she was dressed with two or three dresses, a couple of coats. And this time she'd done something she'd never done before and never did it again. She came outside and was out in the driveway in the front yard. Mitch said, what, what you doing, Grandma? She said, oh, I'm trying to go to the meeting. They're all right there. <laughs> and listen, I'm not exaggerating this. 
I, I went and talked to Mitch and his wife. I talked to him two times in detail to make sure that I heard it right and I told it right. And Mitch said that she said, uh, there's, there's mama, there's daddy. You don't see him? And she didn't know who Mitch was. You don't see him, sir? They're wanting me to come over. And this next part, I'm not making up. She said, she said, there's Jesus. Said he's the one that wants me to come over. I triple checked that story so I wouldn't be telling nothing. <laughs> he was enough for her living. He was enough for her leaving. There's another world. <laughs> Number three, underline this. By faith. When he was a dying man, blessed both the sons of Joseph. Underline the word Joseph. He had a word to lean on. He had a world to lean on. That, and he had a wonderful son to lean on. He had Joseph, the firstborn of his beloved, not Leah, but Rachel. Joseph, most wonderful. I'm not going to go into it. I'm headed for the runway to land this plane. But Joseph, the most wonderful type of Christ. Brother Gravely, is that right? Brother Hunt? Arthur Pink. I don't read his books, but I read his commentaries. Arthur Pink, at the end of his gleanings in Genesis, gave us 99 ways Joseph is a type of Christ. No greater type of Christ in the Bible. And I want to say this to you, that while Joseph was a dying, he had a wonderful son to lean on. Amen. Joseph brought his two boys in there, Manasseh and Ephraim. See, that father, I'm going to need a little help here, all you Caucasians. That father had sent that son down to his brethren, but his brethren rejected him, and they sent him on into Egypt. And Egypt rejected him and put him down in a dungeon. But when he got up out of there, he took over and became the ruler and the savior of the empire. Did any of that make good sense? The number 17 in your Bible is the Bible number of victory. Don't have time to prove that. Joseph lived with his father 17 years and wore that coat of many colors. The glory he had with him before the world was. And then when he sent him to his brethren and his brethren rejected him and sent him down to Egypt, the only thing that ever came back was a bloody coat with the goat's blood on it. And y'all know that's the thing he sent back was the blood of a lamb on his coat of glory. The son was dead and gone, but there came a day. The son that he loved, the son that, that had left, and they 
come a day. They brought him back down there, and a famine brought him, and there he was. And it turned out that the son lived. And the son was Lord. You know how many years he spent with him at the end of his life? Seventeen. Seventeen years, his first round with his son, and then seventeen years, his second round with his son. Folks, there's victory in the first coming of Christ, and there's victory in the second coming of Christ. A wonderful son. And then, underline this. I'll tell you how he could worship while he's dying. He had something to lean on. He had a word, a world, a wonderful son. And then it said he worshiped. He had a worship to lean on and worship. Wasn't the first time he did. I'll go ahead and give you the next point they tie together. It said leaning. Underline that. Underline the word lean. He had a weakness. Caused him to lean. Same night he got his worship. It was the night he got his weakness. What did Esau say? Feed me. That's a quote. Feed me. What did Jacob say in that story? Sell me. But that night that God in Genesis 32, and Jacob was left alone. Brother Gravely said he came to the Ford Jabbok, which run over to the Jordan. Did you know y'all are going to come to a crossroad, and if you take the right way, you'll end up there in the death waters? Said he was left alone. And the wrestle a man with him until the breaking. Until the breaking. You know what he said that night? Bless me. Thank God his life was not marked by feed me. And for a while, his life was marked by sell me. But God wrestled him down one night and he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And the Lord touched his thigh that night and he lost his strength and found God's. And you've heard so much good preaching on it. And one of my mentors, old brother Dana Williams, preached on how Jacob run. He ran schemes. He ran scams. He ran away. He run here and run there. He ran the thing. He ran the show. He ran people. He ran his dad. He ran Laban. But that night he was done running and God broke his thigh and he limped from there on. But when he quit running, he started walking with God, walking slow. And he had a worship that come out of his weakness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Underline the word staff. Leaning on the top of his staff. He had a walking stick. He had a piece. I'm going to need a little help. Y'all behave or I'll preach another 30 minutes. 
he had a piece of wood that had been made for him. And he ended his life leaning on it. Look it up, one of the titles of the Lord. He's the branch. He's the staff. Are you a justice? Brother Justice. The only thing we're supposed to glory in in the church age, in the church age, is the, is the cross. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Tell you how he could worship while he's a dying. He had something to lean on. <laughs> I want y'all to come back. I'm not looking for an altar call. You sing whatever the Lord lays on your heart. You can think about it for a minute. Y'all go back up there and sing whatever the God's got on your heart. I want y'all bow your heads. How to worship <laughs> while dying. I recommend you worship while you're living. You'll worship while you're living. You can worship while you're leaving. I want us all to stand. If you want to come thank him, these altars are open. If you want to come ask him, these altars are open. If you want to come say, Lord, bless me. I need you to bless me. Come and ask him. Obey the Lord. They're going to make me. If you're lost without Christ, come be saved. It used to be so hard just to lift up my hand. Real liberty was something. While they're singing, you do business with God. I understand. I was bound by circumstances only God knew about. But I left them at the altar. Now I can say without a doubt, I'm free to worship, free to lift up my hands and praise the Lord. After all he's done for me, I've got so much to praise him for. All the chains that used to bind me will never hold me anymore. I'm free to worship. Free to worship the Lord. There are so many things that I've been through in my life, and you don't know the many times that God has touched my mind. All the chains that used to bind me now are laying at his feet. So if you don't want to praise him, then please don't hinder me. I'm free to worship, free to lift up my hands and praise the Lord. After all he's done for me, I've got so much to praise him for. All the chains that used to bind me will never hold me anymore. I'm free to worship. Free to worship the Lord. Oh, 
I've got so much to praise him for. All the chains that used to bind me will never hold me anymore. I'm free to worship, free to worship the Lord. All the chains that had me bound will never hold me anymore. I'm free to worship. Free to worship the Lord. Brother Joe, if you'd come tonight and get the offering pans and let's worship in giving tonight. Yes. We didn't get you here tonight to fleece you out of anything, but if God's been enough, God is enough, and you want to be a blessing. You go ahead and put something in the offering pans. He can play, he can sing, and do whatever he wants to. He knows he's at home over there. And so you go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Well, Nathan, do what you want to do. Thank God he's not like a lot of folks. you got to play an old slow song for an offering. Never understood that. Never understood it slow songs for offering. Sing slow songs at the funeral home and you don't take up offerings down there. Sing victory songs at the house of God and take up offerings. Makes you want to give. Does, don't it? That's why they play that old fast music at Christmas in the mall. Y'all be buying stuff you don't even need. Yeah, check your receipt and make sure you can get it back within 30 days. Turn it back in. What a night, what a night. I bless the Lord for what he's done tonight. I'm glad we've got to worship and praise, and then we've got to praise and worship, and then we praised and praised, and then we worshiped and worshiped, and then we praised and worshiped, then we worshiped and praised. And uh, just just put it all together. And come out at the end of it, pretty good church. Thank God for it. Glad y'all were here. Be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, get in here a little early, 6.45. And uh, you say, Preacher, we've not been doing much at 6.45. No, but it's made you be on time at 7. Amen. It's made you be here on time for church. So be here at 6.45, and, uh, and then we'll have a good time tomorrow night in the Lord. Enjoy the Jimmy Justice family. I wish I could have got the to admit brother jimmy i really do y'all 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 told me so much about him and and i wish you could have got to met him but i he had to be a 
we got Dandy because he sure has got some good seed running around. And, uh, and I'll tell you, God always pays off, and, he, and it's pretty good to stay faithful to God. He gives pretty good returns on the investment, and uh, it won't never crumble either. I thank God for y'all being here. Miss Robin, you always bless me. You know that. And I appreciate Miss Robin coming, hanging out with us this week. And uh, matter of fact, I think she's probably open in May for the tent meeting in Kentucky. <laughs> she's probably open. Let me see who else I can book the Jimmy Justice. Ro Hubbard, y'all got y'all's calendar. We, we need to book the Jimmy Justice family sometime. Preacher, we do. I'm booking them everywhere. I'm like their agent. I am. I'm like their agent. The only thing I don't get a cut out of the love offering. We need to talk about that tonight when we go home. About 11.30, I'll buzz you. About 12. Yeah. Glory. I didn't realize y'all cost so much. Coffee's a high thing, man. I mean, you don't get no better than coffee. Amen. Hot and black. If you don't. I don't know. I, I think the reason we're in the mess we're I'm gonna let y'all go home. I, I believe the reason we're in the mess we're in this country right now, they started selling iced coffee. <laughs> I really do. I, I think that's why I really do. I think that's why Biden's president. <laughs> it had to be voted in by a bunch of iced coffee drinkers. <laughs> Ain't nobody drank real coffee, real black coffee. That's what my mama taught me. She said, if you're gonna drink it, boy, you're gonna drink it right. And that's what she told me. She said, if you can't drink it right, don't drink it. She had coffee up here. I mean, you know, the Lord and the Bible and coffee. And <laughs> said, don't mess it up putting stuff in it. Don't mess it up putting stuff in it. And uh, you ought to drink it hot. Amen. So I appreciate them, Brother Dean. Good job. Thank y'all for being here, everybody being here tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask his blessing. Y'all got some CDs out there. You don't have the 50th anniversary yet. You ain't putting that out till the homecoming in September, right? Yeah. I was supposed to be over there with them, and I had a revival. I tried to get them to change. They've only been doing the thing for 50 years. And I had a conflict in schedule, and I wanted them to change everything they were doing for 50 years just to accommodate me because it's all about me. And, uh, amen. Uh, it, no, that not uh 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 talk to Nathan after a while. That don't work. Before it went online the other day, he called me. He said, "You better go on and look at it right now because it's going to be on in about ten minutes. I want to hear your mouth." <laughs> he, he knew I was going to tear up something if it went out there and I'd had to catch it second-handed. All right, I love y'all. Let's look to the Lord and go. To, you better laugh. There's enough out there to cry about. There's enough in life to cry about. You better go ahead and laugh if you get a chance. And I bless the Lord. Brother Gravely dismisses in prayer, preacher.